Finding a service solution that helps you keep customers happy can feel impossible. Just like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at a networking event. HubSpot's all-new Service Hub can help, with the service solution part at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform, with an AI-powered help desk and chatbot to handle your frontline tickets, so you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. How's it going, everyone? It's Friday, December 16th. I'm Zachary Crockett here with Julia Penarila, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we've got kind of a wild story for you. For the first time in history, a bicycle racer has been banned from a virtual race for doping. And this is really a tale about a real-world consequence that's playing out in the metaverse. Juliet's got the scoop on that. But before we get into it, here's what else is going on in tech and business. Free at-home COVID tests were shut down due to a lack of funding in September. But now they're back for the holidays. Households can order up to four, and you can get those online at covidtests.gov. Some good news and bad news on the holiday shipping front. First, the good news. According to the e-commerce fraud protection platform Signified, package delivery time has improved 47% year over year. But the bad news is that package theft is up 87% this month alone. So keep an eye on that stoop. Amazon has reportedly struck a deal with video game studio Crystal Dynamics to publish the next Tomb Raider game. And uh, that's not Jeff Bezos' first foray into raiding tombs, I'm sure. Speaking of Bezos, his ex, Mackenzie Scott, launched a new website called Yield Giving that breaks down how the philanthropist's network has distributed $14 billion to more than 1,600 nonprofits. That includes massive donations to YMCA, Habitat for Humanity, and Planned Parenthood. Instagram's new Hacked Hub lets users report hacked accounts. Instagram is also expanding a feature that lets users choose two friends who can verify their identity if they lose account access. And lastly, pet stores in New York State will soon be prohibited from selling dogs, cats, and rabbits. That ban is going to take place in December 2024, and it's meant to prevent the sale of animals raised by commercial breeders accused of keeping them in inhumane conditions. And that takes us into our main story today. Let's talk about virtual doping. (laughs) What's going on here, Juliet? Yeah, this is weird and kind of misleading almost, but... So basically, there's this thing called Zwift. It is a massively multiplayer online platform for cycling. MMO, that's technically a term we use to describe online video games like World Mm. of Warcraft, except with Zwift, you're riding a bike. And I watch several videos of people doing this to try to figure out what it is they're (laughs) doing. Essentially, they're riding a stationary bike, and it's connected to this Zwift platform, which is a subscription service. And so Mm. you use your device, like your smartphone or tablet or whatever, to ride through a virtual world, but Mm. you're riding a stationary bike in your house. So it's kind of like a gamified Peloton, but unlike Peloton, you don't actually need like Zwift equipment. You can use other tracking devices to transmit your data about how hard you're pedaling to Mm. the platform. So so you're riding a stationary bike in your house, you got a screen in front of you, and there's Mm -hmm. these like virtual worlds that are sort of mimicking your movement and uh, placing you in these virtual races and whatnot. Yes. And then other players who you encounter on the map, similar to if you were playing one of these MMO video games, you can run into them, you can talk to them, you can train with them, you Hmm. can go on a group bike ride with them, and also you can compete. And that is the crux of our story today. So in November, 
there was a qualifying ride for the UCI Cycling Esports World Championship. And this is according to Bicycling.com. I actually don't know anything about this world championship, <laughs> but, you know, it's a competition. Right, and a you're one. supposed to not cheat in these competitions. Mm-hmm. Except there's this guy whose name is Eddie Hool, apparently, from South Africa. And during his final climb, he was averaging 526 watts for over four minutes. Now, I don't really have a frame of reference for what that means, but people watching were like, that's unbelievable. No one could perform that well. And as Zwift put it, this guy was doing better than like a Tour de France winner. Right. So I dug into this a little bit and I dabble in cycling and I'm a runner, but 526 Mm -hmm. watts is some serious power. Uh, (laughs) Wattage is basically in the cycling world, it's like a measure of force times cadence. So the force is basically how hard you're pushing on the pedals and the cadence is how many RPM your legs are doing. Oh, okay. 526 is very impressive. Just for reference, that breaks down for this rider to about 8.5 watts per kilo. Um, <laughs> and, you know, as bicycling.com found, Olympic pursuit champions and world record holders, their average power output over four minutes is about 7.5 watts per kilogram. Wow. These are world-class cyclists. <laughs> And this guy, Eddie Huell, who's no one, no one's ever heard of, is averaging a whole lot more than like the best cyclists in the world. So, okay, very fishy. that is that's amazing. <laughs> that's like if all of a sudden I was just like Usain Bolt for for exactly, one, yeah, one race. It's a little Which, dubious, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not a runner, so I can assure you that would be extremely <laughs> suspicious. Now, apparently, Zwift had access to all this guy's other rider data mm. and pointed out that Eddie typically trains for about three hours a week. On low intensity. So it's not like he had a history of being this like really amazing cyclist. So they had an investigation. They determined that he most likely manipulated the data. Apparently he disconnected something that typically would have carried analytics information. And this is where the doping thing comes in. It's more like Zwift is comparing this to an athlete doping. Basically by disconnecting his devices, they compared it to using a masking agent while Hmm. doping, which is like when you would take something to try to hide the fact that you are using a performance enhancing drug. Hmm. So it's kind of like this digital doping, which is kind of why it was misleading. Like I just thought he was taking drugs at home to compete in this virtual world, but instead it's like a different type of manipulation. Sure. Sure. It's like an equipment manipulation and they call it doping, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So basically what they have decided is he's been banned from the platform for six months and his racing team dropped him. But Zwift has given him one month to replicate his amazing (laughs) results in an independent lab test. And then he will also have to take an anti-doping test, both of which Zwift will pay for. Wow. And only then will they reverse the decision. That's how confident they are that this guy was cheating. I like this move from Zwift. Like they're basically, they're giving him a chance. They're saying, look, man, just prove it. Prove that you can do this. Mm in a scientific <laughs> setting and we'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that because, you know, if it turns out he really is this great at cycling, well, then great. We have a new world-class athlete on our hands. Awesome. Great origin story. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to guess he's going to fade into the distance and never show his face on Swift again, which is <laughs> what I would do. I'd be very embarrassed. <laughs> well, since he's hiding behind this sort of digital interface, for all we know, maybe he's like a clandestine Tour de France winner who's just in mm-hmm. disguise posing <laughs> as this uh, everyman from South Africa. Who knows? Yeah. And then like, you know, a couple hours a week, he takes a really like relaxing <laughs> <Yeah>. bike ride. <laughs> 
just to throw people off. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like you often hear about cheating in sports and then you hear about cheating in video games. Like Mm. there's this game called Elden Ring. It's a Souls-like, which are notoriously difficult. From Software made it really hard if you were online to cheat, like it would boot you because it didn't want you to like have any advantages over any other players. And I see this a lot in video games. And then of course you see this a lot in sports and this is kind of like the two meshing together in a very unexpected <laughs> way. Totally true. Yeah, when I read this headline, I had the same reaction as you. I was like, okay, this guy's just like doped up on drugs and, you know, it's just happening through a virtual platform, but it's an entirely mm-hmm. different definition of doping that we could see more broadly used as the metaverse and virtual reality platforms become more prevalent mm-hmm. in professional sports. Yeah, it's just such a weird thing because like any other esports competition I can think of is more about, I don't know, mashing buttons in the correct order or being really good at like <laughs> one specific thing or, or doing something really uh-huh. fast. Like it's it's very rare that I see something in esports that is that mimics like a physical performance similar to, I guess, what you would call a, a regular sport, running, cycling. And I wonder like how many more of these virtual competitions we're going to see in the future because we already have platforms where let's say you are boxing a virtual partner or Mm. like there's even some sort of dance games that can get pretty tricky. And I'm just wondering like, are there going to be esports competitions for these in the future? And if so, like how can you ensure that someone isn't cheating with their physical body? Like I think with games, it's like, oh, you're using a cheat code or you're manipulating the program somehow. But with this, it's like a whole new thing that I've never thought about before. That's a really interesting point because, you know, a lot of evangelists of the metaverse want it to basically be not a form of escapism like a video game might be, mm-hmm. but more just like, an, a, like a literal reflection of the real world. Like mm-hmm. if you buy a house in the metaverse, you own a physical property. Like it's almost like the same thing as owning a house mm-hmm. in LA or something. That's how <laughs> they want you to kind of think about the metaverse. And if the metaverse is a reflection of the real world, we're going to see a lot more situations like this where someone is using skills that are like real physical skills, like riding a bicycle or boxing Mm -hmm. or something. Translated, you have that sort of digital veneer in between you and whatever you're doing at home and there's room for manipulation there, so. Right, and I guess we've already seen that because initially it was like, oh, the metaverse is gonna be this super awesome place where you can meet people and have this community and then you go in there and it's mostly like children screaming at you and (laughs) people (laughs) harassing you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, good luck in that simulated test, Eddie. We're rooting for you to pull off that 526 watts. And uh, kudos to Zwift for giving him a shot, at least, to prove himself. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today... Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer, Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. And if you're not subscribed, you can go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. We'll catch you bright and early next week. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, 
who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 